is an emergency broadcast of the Morning Cardigan Show, presented by The Athletic. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to yet another emergency broadcast of the Bonnet and Cardigan Show presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again, man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James. Nick. Troy Weaver. His fourth NBA draft with the Detroit Pistons is officially in the past, under his belt, and behind us. And I will, I guess, off the top, give you this take. Out of the four drafts, oh gosh, I think we'll be able to look back at the end of his tenure and say the 2023 draft may have been the most low key oh, and like the he had to do the least maneuvering to get the guys that he wanted which just in turn you know the the roller coaster that we've come become accustomed to with Troy drafts kind of wasn't there this year which is fine which is good and we'll talk about why in a little bit but would you agree kind of a little a uh, little uh, not lackluster that's not what i mean but for all intents oh, and purposes no. 100% i mean i i went into barclays last night praying that it wouldn't be crazy and it's, it, this has become a an annual event in which troy um, and it's worked out. It's just obviously from my standpoint, working it, it's insane. It's it's a lot. So it's very cool to have a very low-key draft. Um, I didn't I didn't expect them to make much movement. Once I knew they were picking at five, I, I knew it was going to be pretty chill, um, which was good. Like I was – by the time I finished talking to Asar – I think I got back to my hotel to write like it was still pick 22. Oh, you weren't you didn't even stick. I guess Sasser wasn't Hell there. No. Yeah, there's no reason. No, you're right. There's no reason. There's yeah, no reason. I don't think people the draft is cool to do once. I've done it three times now. It's a lot, man. Like the guy just to give you some inside baseball, the guys will we'll say the lottery picks or the green room invites are the top guys specifically. They get drafted. They go up to the stage. Then they do like the media rounds, and I'm not talking about like they go to the back and see, talk to me. Like they're doing ESPN, they're doing one other person on ESPN. Like they don't even get to the back to do their team stuff, like where they're Detroit. I'm on my way, or like the NBA. Like they, it takes like 25 minutes for them to get back there, and then they're doing more stuff. So um, it's it's a lot. Um, that's why like i have to when i get situated for the night then i have to go back through and see what happened in the draft because i miss i miss so much after the pistons pick like uh maybe i'll have like i'm waiting for some like waiting for Austin. and i can look up at the tv and say oh like i just saw Grady. i saw grady dick went to toronto right mm-hmm. uh but i couldn't have told you the picks before that was just because i'm i'm working so it it's a lot um but it's cool it's it's different uh, there, there's not really an event on the nba calendar like it obviously um and yeah, last night was chill. It was <clears throat> it was pretty much what I expected. Um, there wasn't that much movement after all that talk. Everybody kind of chickened out. I know Detroit had Troy said it last night um, when we talked to. Well, I talked to him from the phone because I was in New York, and others that were in Detroit talked to him. He said they had offers for number five. The only one I know about, um, I know Utah had I think number nine. 28 and a 2025 first on the table. Oh, wow. But I don't know what all Detroit, like, I don't think it was just for five. I, I would imagine Detroit probably had to give something. Some stuff in there, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, listen, is that good value? It depends on who you ask. Uh, but it's certainly, um, if you like a guy 
and you don't think he's going to be there at nine, just take your guy at five. And they also they, just, yeah, I don't know. I, I, mean, I, I, I think they did the, made the right call. Yeah, Sar wouldn't have been there at nine, and they ended up going with what I think Taylor Hendricks, mm-hmm. which I guess to be fair, yeah. Pistons fans would have been would have been fine with. But no, yeah, you're you're 100 right. Troy didn't really flex his muscle, muscles in the the conventional way that we've become accustomed to, but I think in other ways he did, um, because you got better shooting wise, you got better defensively, you got more depth on this team with the two picks that you made. Um, by all accounts, I think people are people are excited about Asar Thompson. And I got to tell you, it was really validating uh, when the pick was made. And, and I don't remember if it was Billis or if it was uh, J.J. Redick that was like the the main thing about this pick for Detroit is that Asar Thompson alleviates pressure uh, uh, off of Cade and off of Jaden Ivey. If we rewind the clock on both ends of the floor. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Yep. I asked it, Troy about that offensively, just being a that was one thing they talked about with Osser when he was sorry to interrupt you. One thing they were talking about with Osser. Asar, when he was here on his visit, was um, the ability to have multiple facilitators and have multiple guys who can create. And um, obviously, defensively, he's going to be the best wing defender, probably him and Livers. And um, yeah, it, it's a last week when I I think I what did I report it on Friday that he was likely to be the pick. Ever since I was like ninety nine percent sure he was a pick, like I've dove into the film like super duper hard. I I think the shot's gonna be fine. Like I think it's gonna be fine. It was good in the um, playoffs. People focus pretty heavily on with both him and his brother on the regular season splits, but in the playoffs they were both Asar specifically was a good shooter. And I want to make this note. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. I I it's been a long morning. Um. You're just in New York, that air quality getting to you. Yeah, it is, seriously. I'm, I'm going to ask Troy about this at the press conference in a few hours. But I think one thing people are not factoring in into the evaluation, and not saying that Asar or Amen are um, tremendous shooters, or I'm guaranteeing that they will be. But at OTE, they use the NBA's three-point line, right? So... Everybody else in this draft shot from college three. I'm not saying that these guys aren't better shooters than those two. I'm not saying that. But there is um, – it's skewed, uh, and I believe it's going to help Asar specifically. There's no adjustment. I, I, I think I've talked about in this pod. Every rookie that comes into the league that the Pistons have drafted, I always like to have a conversation about the first time as they start ramping up during the pre-draft, like having to shoot so many shots from the NBA three-point range, and they all say it's an adjustment. They all say it's hard. So um, I think Asar having that already kind of um, muscle memory Mm -hmm. could help him. It could. Does that mean that he probably went from shooting high school threes straight to NBA threes? Because he was probably short-arming a lot of them because of that. Probably. That's a big jump. Yeah, that's what no, that's what I'm saying. Because it's one thing to go from yeah. college to to the pros, but if you go from high school, like that was the one thing that I that always blows my mind about being on an NBA court is you know that the three point like you know it's further, but when yeah. you actually have the ball, and of course I'm just like a regular guy. Of course, for a regular person, it's going to be far, but it's far, dude. Right. So it is, bro. The first time I like played on an NBA floor regularly, like you do one or two trips down the court, and again, I'm not a top one right we're not athlete right but those legs get heavy and then that you stare down the barrel from top of the key 
that's a far ass shot. It's it's not easy. So I'm um, interested to see Tro- hear Troy's answer on that when I when I ask him about it later. But I think the Pistons had a good draft. I really do. Um, like you said, Nick, they checked a lot of boxes. Uh, and and talking to Asar, and you can read our Q and A on the on the Athletic. Seems like a really good kid, really really good kid, which obviously Troy takes a lot of pride in. Um, and you already know how I feel about Marcus Sasser. Um, I've been beating that drum for many months. So yeah, no, you uh, nailed it. You were like uh, like like Jada Kiss in the Garden. You nailed it. We all saw I had a qu- night. We all, saw, we all saw the quote tweet when you were like, uh, I, I don't remember when the article was from, but the screenshot of you from being last like, week. It wasn't the last week one. It was. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It was my draft guide that came out Tuesday where I predicted both picks. Yeah, both picks, both of them. And, and so go ahead. To be fair, I didn't have any intel on Sasser. I just really like Sasser. And Vibes. I and you have converse like I've doing this job and being around these people you know what they like like in a player and what they look for in a player like it wasn't it wasn't far-fetched for me to believe that the pistons would also like marcus sasser well just to that point because all of everything about you know it's it's once you get used to a, a, a front office and a regime it's sort of it becomes a little easier to identify who they might like in the draft that's why i thought that jaris walker was going to be the pick but but the mm-hmm. second that you hear a sar with a microphone in front of him you're like, there it is. Okay, I get it. Because ultimately for the last, you know, four years with Troy, the best asset we've we've had continuously is like character and just guys. Like that's the most valuable asset that Detroit has. And it's clear that above everything else, that's definitely what they have with Asar is he's just a great dude. Um, yeah. one, one question I do have is uh, it's maybe a two-parter first part are we sure he's a guard are we sure we're, we're labeling him that or is that just for is that semantics he's a three right i'm just i've been seeing that. that like people i've noticed a lot of people think he's like a on espn that's a, what i'm asking because on the draft no, they had wing. him labeled as a two and i was like is he not so no the he's a wing second question then i guess you just answered it we are going to be using him on the wing as a three yes yeah okay you, you will see k Jaden asar lineups yes opening night no, 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 no. If no, Bogey's no. on the team, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, question about Marcus Sasser. It's maybe a little, uh, maybe a little dark of a question, but anybody else getting the vibes on what that pick might end up being? <laughs> on what writing on the wall might be, might be visible if you draft a point guard in the first round when you already have one who's going to be on the last year i think the killian thing is over is is what i'm getting at here is that is that kind of the conclusion we should draw um <clears throat> it's <clears throat> excuse me sorry folks for clearing my throat in the microphone it's a conclusion that can be drawn i don't know because it's like you get a guy who killian's good defensively Marcus Sasser is like a defensive back. Like he's like Jalen Ramsey defensively. The way that he intercepts those those passes and jumps those lanes, he's a freak. very quick feet, moves well on the ball. Yeah, Killian has him with size for sure. But, but Sasser also like, moves his feet very well. But yeah, then you look at the offensive side though, and you're like, which one of these guys can make shots? Oh, the guy who was playing on the best offense and orchestrating the best offense in America, we got that guy. And the guy who shot the lights out in his shooting drills at the Combine, we got that guy. And I'm not going to be the Combine guy and be like, oh, he lit it up at the Combine, he's going to be awesome. No, I mean, but there's college there's college, yeah, film to look at. Right. 
So I, mean, I just people ta- call him like a poor man's Tyrese Maxey. I it's, I was dude. Um, I wasn't gonna say it on the pod because I was like I'm, I don't want to deal. No, people say obviously that's a comparison. I I see a lot of Terry Rozier with better defense, less street ball handling. But I love that. Yeah. Um, listen, I'm a big Marcus Sasser guy. I'm not sitting here saying I think he's like going to be. I'm not saying he's a cornerstone piece. I'm saying like when I. I think he's a guy that's going to be in the NBA scoring a lot, scoring points for a long time, for a long time. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I don't. I. I don't know. I'm not putting on a front or anything. I don't specifically know uh, what that means for Killian. Um, yeah, I, obviously, the backcourt. If anybody's impacted, it's him. So. I'm really excited for the Summer League, dude. Dude, and I tell you what, actually, we were talking a few weeks ago about, I don't remember actually what the conversation was, but the the, the point of it was that we need to put more serious guys on our two-ways. Marcus Sasser seems like a pretty serious two-way guy, or do you think he's above that? Do you think he's a, do oh, you think he's no, a tenth? no, no, no. He's getting a contract. You think he's, like, playing, playing? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, but you could you could act like, but I'm but but if we think about it though, it's like, well, if Corey's leaving, yep. So Cade, Ivy, Kill, Sasser. That's four guards. I guess you can interchange them though. They don't all have to play the one. So I guess never mind. Plus he's no. a first round pick, well, and you wouldn't don't forget about Burks, Alec Burks too. Yeah, and then whoever you bring in in in, in a few weeks. Well, they might not. <clears throat> they might not need to now, but yeah, I'm getting confused because it's gonna be like the thing that we do is gonna be a trade. It has to be, or they sign Cam Johnson. Yeah, or they sign Cam Johnson. That'd be something. Or the yeah. or the 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 Kuzma sign and trade. I forgot that's still on the table too. Eh, I don't it, know. But, I mean, I don't know. But I, I think. Yeah, it'd be. I'm interested to find out. I don't know, but um, yeah, I don't think Asar starts day one. I don't. No, but. you're 100. I was. I totally brain fart. Don't even listen. To, I 100 agree. He's not going to start. I do want to ask on a separate draft note. Uh, is Victor Wembanyama really that tall? Is he that big? That's the second time. You know, I've seen him in person. I went to Paris. Oh, you went to Paris. That's right. Yeah, he actually yeah. seems. He actually seemed shorter seeing him in Brooklyn than I remember him in Paris. Are people shorter in Europe? Is that why? No, I mean he was on the floor with NBA people. It just that's true. Seeing him stand right next to Andre Drummond and Nikola Vucevic and Jalen Duran was like, oh, he's massive. Now, I mean, he was like, like his parent. Both his parents are very tall, but yeah, it's it's a little different. I don't know. A uh, couple other draft notes, mm-hmm. really quick. I texted you about this. What the hell happened to the Wizards? Did they get held hostage? What was that? I mean, I, I assume the Pacers put a scare into them, saying like, "We do like Cooley Bali, like we're thinking about taking him here." And then they were lying. I mean, of course they were lying. I, I would think it was everybody kind of mocked Trace Walker there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they get they had a bunch of seconds to give up. It's not the end of the world. It was just funny that clearly the Pacers fleeced them. Yeah, not fleeced them, but they yes, definitely they did. Like, they tricked them. Yeah, and guess what? Guess what? It, it, the the way that the rug got pulled out from under me on that whole thing, because the Pacers are on the clock, and I'm like, just do the Jairus Walker thing. I know you're going to do it. 
and then they don't do it. And I'm like, he can go to the Wizards. That's cool with me. And because the only way that when I watch the draft, I'm not on my phone. So I, I only learn about the trades as they are presented on the broadcast, right? So I'm sure everybody else maybe even knew about the trade, you know, when the Pacers didn't pick Jairus Walker. But then to find out, to spend like five minutes being like, oh my God, he didn't go to the Pacers, like we did it. And then to find out that is actually where he ended up getting rerouted anyways, uh, felt pretty bad. The same way that when they were announcing that Dallas was trading the pick, I really thought it was happening. And I really thought we were going to 10. <laughs> and also the the Cam Whitmore slide, there's a story. I mean, it's not, I mean, it's only a story because I think he went, I mean, 20s, I, I, I knew he would fall. Like I knew that was real. I didn't know 20. Like I'm privy to more information on the situation than I think is out there. It's not my place to tell it, because um, I also don't know if it's how how true it is. Uh, it's just stuff I've heard. Um, I didn't expect still to fall to twenty. It's Kelly Ike, Kelly Iko's problem now. It's funny though. Eh, it's just funny where he ended up. I'll say that. Yeah, and that's the other piece of the Thompson twins. Is it? There's a little. There's a little. There's some more embers on the 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 Pistons Rockets fire. You know what I mean? There's just a little something extra. Such, pour a little it's bit. Still on the there. the weirdest rivalry that nobody outside of Twitter knows about. Nobody cares. Nobody outside of Twitter. Nobody outside of Pistons <laughs> and Rockets Twitter knows about. Not not even <laughs> Wizards Twitter or Lakers Twitter. Let alone actual basketball fans in the real world. Like it's it's the most ridiculous. It's funny. I think the biggest question would be, what do the players think? Because if they don't know it exists, then it doesn't exist. And I, I would imagine they. they but I don't know now though, because you have the brother thing, you have the Cade and, and Jalen Green thing. Is there? I don't know. Do Monty Williams and Ime Odoka have any famous <clears throat> beef? I don't think so. No, but Stephen Silas. Right. Man, this just there are so many layers to this. I love it. <laughs> Question for you. Uh-huh. Well, first one thing I want to say is like I saw people like asking about like floor spacing. They drafted another guy that can't shoot whatever. The Pistons have floor spacers or the, they're hoping to, right? So Livers floor spacer, Bojan floor spacer, Alec Burks floor spacer. <clears throat> sorry people, I'm still like have my morning sexy voice. It's been sorry. Livers Bojan, Burks, Ivy. I mean, he got to close to 35% as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Cade hasn't shot well yet, but I'm willing. I still believe Cade's going to be a minimum of 35 36% three-point shooter very soon. I I believe in Isaiah Stewart. I know a lot of people don't as a shooter, whatever. I just don't think you're a bad shooter if you went through a whole month shooting like 40% from three. Bad shooters usually don't do that on that type of volume. And, again, he had a bad month following that, like a bad, bad month. But he also never shot that much. So, yeah, am I, am I giving him a little rope on the bad month and hyping up the good month a little too much? Hell, yeah, I am because I got an agenda to push. Yeah. But I believe in him. But even if you look before he sat down for the year, his, he was trending back toward, like, high 30s, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just confident in it. So there's six guys, and I'm probably missing um, – who did I say? Livers, Burks, Bojan. Ivy, Cade, Stu. So the last three, it's still developmental stuff, right? Like, at the end of the day, I know everybody's ready to be good. Pistons are going to be good because of internal development. Point blank, period. The other, the first three are shooters. That's a thing. 
Um, and I still feel, oh, Marcus Sasser should be able to shoot right away. Yeah. So there's, like, we're talking about floor space. They're, they, they're fine. They'll be fine. Um, and I forgot where I was going to go after that. Oh, question for you. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you don't know how Asar and and Sasser are going to be, but as a as a draft night duo, as a draft night hall, rank your four favorite draft classes. If you can put yourself in the moment in which the Pistons got all those guys on draft day, yeah, in Troy's in Troy's tenure. So, Killian, Sadiq, Stu, and then it was. And then Saban was in that one, too. Yep. And then Cade was who else? Livers. Livers. And Garza. And Okay. <laughs> and then it was Ivy Duran. That doesn't count. Draft and stashes don't count. Also, otherwise, Balsa Koprovica would be on this list somewhere, but he's not. Yep. So just Jaden Ivy and Jalen Duran. I don't yep. know, dude. That's tough. That's tough. But if you want me to be real... Because, like, it, I could just sit here and say Cade is number one. That Killian, Sadiq, Isaiah Stewart draft was, it was a the diff- introduction. It was, it was the introduction. Fresh. The Pistons hadn't done anything like that where they acquired three first or two extra first round picks in, in a long time. Yeah, I get it. I get and, it. and I think, you know, we can do revisionist history. I know people who wanted Tyrese Halliburton at the time, they do exist. There, there were those people. Killian was like the guy that people Killian wanted. was the big swing that Troy was talking about. Right. I think and if you would have asked Troy then, he probably would have felt comfortable that Halliburton would be a good player, but he thought if Killian reached his potential, it's a different it's a different yeah. level. I and then I would honestly put Ivy and Duran at two. Um the only reason I would put Cade at like three is because I knew it was him. Like I know, I know there was pre like there were there were rumbles, you know, uh, but ultimately like that sigh of relief was was just that it was like okay we did actually do it. Whereas, the, the, you know, the previous drafts it, it could have been anything, um, and then I would put this year's draft I would put it last just for the stuff that we talked about at the top it has nothing to do with the players like Asar Thompson by all accounts might end up being everyone's favorite player like a month into the season. Hell, he might be everyone's favorite player in three weeks. You know what I mean? Like after we see yeah. him play some games. Um, I loved watching Houston this year, so I love the Sasser pick. Um, but because there was just really nothing that came with it. It was you know, straightforward. It was just a draft. Uh, an NBA team did a draft, and they got out of there, and it's last. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, again, I think the Pistons had a good draft night. I think if you had to, if I had to give them a grade. Um <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I think they get a solid B. Like, I don't – nobody gets an A except – like, I don't, I'm not even giving the Spurs an A. Like, that's a gift. You know what I mean? Like, Hornets didn't get one. I know that much. I can't believe they did it, dude. I, I just can't believe they did it. Listen, as somebody who loves Paul George as much as Brandon Miller, I'm not going to sit here and, and slander that uh, pick. I, I get it. Because you man, watch – Brandon Miller, there is some Paul George to him, man. A hundred percent? I love – can we talk about that real quick? Everybody, like, giving – Brandon Miller's shit because he said Paul George is his goat. All he's saying is that's his favorite player. I would love to talk about this, dude, because I totally agree with you, and that it's, is my so exact dumb. thought. Agreed. Sean Livingston's my goat. Agreed. Come at me. Jeff Green. That was so dumb. Paul George is my goat. I love Paul George with all my heart. Yeah. 
It's and my it's favorite also, player in the league. It's like you also have to contextualize that and a bunch of sirens are going to go by. So I apologize, everybody. But you also have to contextualize with a lot of the guys that are going to be coming into the league within the next like their children, their kids, like the dudes who are playing, who are getting drafted last night. Paul like is half of them. PG's been in the league a decade. Yeah. They were like 10 when PG got in the league. Yeah. it's. I saw a kid the other day, like a kid, like a 10 year old kid walking around with a Justin Fields jersey on. And for a minute, I was like, ha-ha, like your quarterback sucks. And then I thought about it, and I was like, it's so weird that the core memory of like what a quarterback is for this kid, for the rest of it, like for us and some people my age, it's it like Joey, Joey Harrington. Harrington. Yeah. Yeah. Like I got that, so excited. For this kid is Justin Fields. For some guys, it's going to be people like Paul George or Carmelo is going to be one that yeah. I'm sure. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like not that surprising that to me, and I also think it's that was, cool. That was ridiculous to me. Like people were legitimately like, mad he said that i'm like it's his favorite player they get off his shit as a as a um one-time uh league fits poster you have oh, some no, no, no. one one time league posted one time yeah league league fits posted shout out to tina for taking the taking the photo you have some credentials did you have any draft night like fit comments let's do the grady dick thing first because he might have won the night Shout out to Grady Dick. You liked it. Grady, Grady can come to the cookout. <laughs> I, I want him to be good because I think there's some marketing there. Like There's going to be like Grady and Drake commercials if he's good. Uh, he did it, man. Yeah, like for me, it's about the confidence, right? Yes. Like here comes Macaulay Culkin on draft night in a predominantly. In the ruby slipper. He looks he looks he's the outlier in that room, right? This yeah. is the NBA. The majority of the players are are black. Here's this white kid with blonde hair, looks like Macaulay Culkin, and he's got the loudest outfit in the room. Like that's so dope to me. Super yeah. dope. And then yeah, like you said, he's from Kansas, the Ruby Red Slipper. I'm a, I grew up a big Wizard of Oz fan. My sister was obsessed, so like I love all that. Like shout out to Grady Dick. I thought the Thompson Tins, twins were cool. Yes. With with the 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 opposite cream black. Um Scoot looked good. I really like Scoots. Scoot, yep. Scoot looked clean. Um, yeah, man. Shout out to Grady Dick. He, It's all about the confidence. Like, he walked into that room like, y'all going to look at me. <laughs> it took me like 10 minutes. Because when they were doing intros, I was like, I was like booing them off the stage. I was like, get off my te- get off the television. I don't want to look at you. Yeah. And then they kept cutting back to him. And I was like, with the turtleneck, with how high it went. And he also had these sunglasses that were really funny. I rocked with it. I really liked nah, it. He, I, I respect the hell out of confidence, man. Like, that's, that means, to me, that translates to the floor, honestly. Mm. Um, like but Tyler we'll Hero. See. But, yeah, for sure. Like, that stuff goes a long way. Um, did I get any con- I Were went you to my fit one- in? I had a, a nice little fit on. My kicks were crazy. I had on a... <laughs> I went to there's a, a very 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 dope uh, sneaker store in New York called District One. It's if you ever if you're in the New York area, go there. Um, and I pulled up there with the with the Ama Manier fours, but I got the cream laces in there from the Ama threes. Nobody oh, yeah. has seen that. Nobody had seen that. And the dude who owns the store is like, "Yo, can I can I put it on our IG?" I was like, "Yeah, so, nice, dude." You know what I mean? Getting flicked up. <laughs> In NYC, I'm getting flicked up at a sneaker store. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. of what I was wearing. Yeah, yeah. You put hashtag customer heat. I'm like, I know, fam. <laughs> Flint, Flint's in the building. It ain't just coos. When you uh, when you go to Vegas for the summer, like, have you ever gone to Urban uh, Necessities? Yep. 
You like it in there? Uh, I'm, it's very dope story. Like shout out to TJ. Yeah. Um, big fan of what he's done and he's built. My only issue is like the consignment part. So he gets shoes from other places and they charge like an extra premium mm-hmm. so that they make money on top. So like the stuff's a little overpriced, but yeah. um, it's a beautiful store. i just, I would, I like buy, sell trade places better. As a final draft comment, I did something this year that I haven't done in the NBA draft in like five years. Once we picked Marcus Sasser, I knew. I was like, it's done. I turned it off. And the only thing that was in my head was like, I really want to see where Amani Bates goes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I could be here from 32 to 56. I was like, I you, just. I mean, you could. He could have not got drafted. Right. So I was like, and he ended up going, what, 49 or 50? I think 49. I think it was 46 or 49. Yeah. And it, it's like I really only would have had to have waited like 20 minutes because they do speed the second round. But I was like, I want to go to bed. I was like, my team's done. I know we're not going to do anything else. Troy's probably asleep on some honk shoe. <laughs> they're not asleep. They could do, they're getting their summer league rosters together. But, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Let's I don't see. think people know that. When they're done drafting, it's pretty much like trying to find two-way guys and to put together a summer league roster. It's basically a bidding war on the phones, like trying to get to players before other teams do and sell your – their opportunity with your program over other teams. It's, it, I would love to sit in on that, actually. I never, that'd be fun. Yeah. Uh, Hauser got picked up, right? Yeah, Utah. Utah. Ooh, I knew, yeah. he, I knew oh, he'd for sure be a summer league guy. He's 6'9 and can shoot. All of our uh, other guys went back to school, right? All the guys yep. up from Michigan yep. State, yeah. Um, before we go, let's plant our flag on, like, our guys. Well, you already oh. know mine. Mine's yeah. Jordan Hawkins and, and Kobe Bufkin. Are you still sticking with – Anthony Black, because I think they might have just gotten Alfred Payton again. No, I never was a big Anthony Black fan. What? I was. I've been. I've been Kobe Bufkin and Jordan Hawkins. Don't say you've never been an Anthony Black guy, though. That's no. Insane. I don't dislike Anthony Black, but that wasn't like my plant the flag guy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, you yeah. like it with Orlando though? Now that we know where he is, I hate it. I don't know. I got to see it. <laughs> I really yeah. don't know. I don't know if I love that fit. Yeah. We about uh, the Utah Taylor Hendricks thing might be sick. Could be. I think they had a pretty solid draft. Ultimately, think, yeah. go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I just I think they got three pretty solid guys. I don't love Bryce Sensible as much as other people, but um, I don't mind their draft at all. Yeah, I mean, the, I'm just going to stick with it that Pistons fans, I promise, are going to be irate for the next 10 to 12 years when we have to play Jairus Walker four times a year. It's going to happen. See, until you see Beef Stew bust his ass. <sighs> Um, do you have faith in Stu to bust his ass? No, I do, actually. If anybody no, can on the team. Sound like it. If no, anybody on the team like can, it. I think he can. No, Is Jairus too fast for Jalen Duren at 19? I don't no. think so. No. No. But nobody else on the team. Nobody else on the team can guard him. I don't think Cade could guard him. Well, no, That's a crazy thing to say. I don't think I believe that, though. Yeah, you got to relax. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate five stars, leave a review, subscribe if you're feeling generous. I don't mean that. I'm taking it back. Take it back. If you're listening to this on Spotify, you can also leave five stars. We'll be back on uh, Tuesday for a normal episode. Don't worry, folks. Just an emergency. We will catch you guys in the next one. Shout out to Hoboken. Peace.